Welcome to Ben Like Bamboo, a podcast that will inspire you with the power of self-belief and flexibility. I believe that flexibility builds resilience and well-being, helping us to be at our best. Join me in each episode as I dive into the art of bending like bamboo. I will also feature special guests who share their stories of resilience, plus golden nuggets of lessons and tools that can also help you to discover the art of bending like bamboo. Hello, Matt Rowe, and thank you for coming onto the Bend Like Bamboo podcast for the second time. Welcome. You are so welcome. It's such a pleasure to be here, and it's such a pleasure to be in the space with you. Oh, thank you, Matt. I feel the same. Please let me introduce you properly. So Matt Rowe is the author of Belief to Heal, a certified health coach, uh, meditation and Reiki practitioner, TEDx speaker and a father of two. Matt, like me, also has multiple sclerosis and had a a paralysis in his right leg in 2010. However, he healed himself to finish the infamous Ironman triathlon. He is the founder of Identity of Health Wellness Coaching, founder of the Symptom-Free MS Summit, which is how we met last year. Mm-hmm. Matt hosts the Identity of Health podcast and is a lover of self and life, living in Colorado, travels internationally to speak on belief, healing and possibility. Mm-hmm. So thanks for coming on the podcast again, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Oh, my mm-hmm. pleasure. How have you been? I've been wonderful, just healing every day. Like I'm noticing like this 1% progression where I get a little bit better and then a little bit more. My exercises are becoming more dynamic. So I've reversed the trajectory of multiple sclerosis. What does doctors tell us? They tell us that it's gonna be a steady decline going down, but at a moment, it was about two and a half years ago. It was that moment I stopped it. And I didn't see anything right away, but then I started to progress the other way. And yeah. if I wasn't aware of my body and if I wasn't aware of what was happening, I could have allowed this to pass and then allowed my mindset to go down a different trail, which yeah. was going to start to reinforce the progression going downwards. Yeah. So I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I mean, it's so excited. And you look fantastic. And, you know, you've got a glimmer in your eye and, you know, mindset really matters, doesn't it? And I think that's going to be the crux of what we're going to be talking about today on the podcast is mindset really matters, particularly when you're faced with a diagnosis and a prediction of what yeah. might happen. It's really important um, to um, to be able to manage um, our stress levels and and our mindset and positivity and um, self-belief and the courage to perhaps seek a different path. You said it is that that mindset is so critical because whether we think we can or think we can't, we're right. Mm. And if you actually take a look at stress, because our mindset will lead us to fear. So Amanda, I have a question to ask you. You can spend the rest of your day in fear or you can spend the rest of your day in love. Which one do you choose? Love. Love. It's not even thought. Like I've asked that question to tens of thousands of people and they all say the same thing, love. And But they give me that look like that's kind of a dumb question, Matt. Why would you ask that question? 
because when we start to live unconsciously, when we are unaware of our thoughts, we will choose fear every time. Mm. We'll begin telling ourselves, oh, I'm not good enough, or this is, remember what the doctor said over here, and we allow that subconscious mind of fear to come in. And when you actually take a look at that subconscious mind, 93% of our thoughts are driven from the subconscious mind, not from the conscious mind of love. That's right. That's right. And, you know, the other question to ask is, why is it that we shut off from love if the answer is so obvious to choose love? And as a kinesiologist, I work with people every day on this. And the answer is things happen in life that cause stress and then we shut off our hearts and we protect ourselves. And then when we shut off our hearts, our brain goes, oh, I'm not safe. I need to work out how to be okay And that's when the overthinking happens and we disconnect from our intuition and our ability to choose love because we're scared and we go into fear. Yes. Wow. You hit it just right on the head. And we actually begin to feed that fear. Now, if you think about this at a cellular level, you have 32 trillion cells that are in your body, 32 trillion plus or minus, Mm. but those are in your body and each inside of each one of those cells is atoms. And those atoms, when they actually take a look inside the atom, there's nothing. 99.9999999% of that atom is empty. But when it got, when they were studying it, they're actually taking a look at it and was identified by Einstein, which he was noticing the atom was empty. But then they started to take a look at that atom is energy. So now every thought, feeling, and experience you have ever had in your entire life from the moment of your birth is actually trapped within your body at a cellular level. Mm. If you follow Dr. Bruce Lipton, he'll tell you epigenetically that we're actually pulling this cellular data from past your mother and your father. Because if you think about this, you Mm. are 50% your mom and you're 50% your dad. Yeah and you picked up their cells, their emotions, their feelings in utero during this time. Well, your mother and your father were 50% their mom and dad, and so on and so forth. And Dr. Lipton will say it goes back 38 generations. Amanda, I can't wrap my mind around that. Massive. 10 generations. The amount of stress that we in our society live with. live with a feeling of not enough. And then when you study the metaphysical anatomy of multiple sclerosis, it is Mm -hmm. the dis-ease of feeling as if we are not enough. Yeah. And the mindset. Yeah. And it's a, it's a disease of the brain and nervous system and um, there's incorrect signal of attack. So it also involves self-attack control, feeling out of control, which is the job of the brain is the control center and I remember many moments in my childhood in my the traumas that I had to overcome was very much about the theme of feeling out of control. And, and that's why, um, you know, I'm so passionate about sharing this message of, you know, people living with multiple sclerosis in particular or autoimmune disease is exploring the emotional aspects of, of um, that self-attack and, 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 and changing your mind about the old story so that we can live more present in the moment of what's happening now, feeling safer as an adult, 
because we get to choose our environment, we get to choose our relationships more versus old events that happened that put us into a fear stress response. And we can often be living in the past and it's not parallel with what's actually going on now. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. we live in that past, we're bringing that energy forward from our past into our current reality. And so then if we were experiencing stress, let's say at 10 years of age, let's say something happened at 10 years of age, we're bringing that stress based upon that memory. And we are one of the few mammals on this planet that can actually create stress without stress being there. Yeah. So we're bringing this forward. So we will feel and relive that stress. So I love what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about. Break the habit of being yourself. I love his work. I've actually quoted both him and Bruce Lipton in my book because they've just got so much science around this. They've, you know, because of their careers. Right. With everything that they've done. But we can take that science and go, okay, where can I break this habit, this Mm -hmm. epigenetic trauma? Mm -hmm. Why am I deciding to pull this forward? Now we pull it forward based upon the subconscious mind with fear and if we are going to live regularly in fear fear is going to equal stress and stress equals a symptom of multiple sclerosis so i look at ms as a symptom i look at it as a symptom of stuff anything that we wish we need to release within our lives that are no that is no longer serving us Mm -hmm. so then as we release those our nervous system calms Mm -hmm. our immune system actually gets regulated and becomes balanced And then our body begins recovering. We walk a little bit farther. We do Mm -hmm. a little bit more. We step into our possibility because we think we can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And stress can get entwined and entangled into Mm -hmm. the spine, into the brain, into all the fascia. Yes. Yeah. And our emotions. So I really encourage anyone listening to this podcast to check out the original one that Matt and I did last year, all about your amazing journey of recovery and how you got to where you are now living with MS, you know, so well, and you're helping so many people with your programs. So definitely check out that podcast. Uh, And since then, I finished my book called Ben Like Bamboo, uh, Trauma to Triumph. Very perfect for what we're talking about now. You know, where I share my journey of, you know, my diagnosis and Mm -hmm. of MS and how I became paralyzed and how I recovered. Uh, And in the book, I I give tools um, on how to manage stress uh, and I discuss the impacts that that survival stress response has as opposed to firing growth and repair pathways, which both Mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton talk so much about and I reference them so much into the book um and for me personally my pillars of health that really helped me not only to recover from my paralysis and health issues but also to to perform optimally at work within my relationships as a human being was mind body food and connection so they're my pillars of health that i discuss in the book and i wanted today to talk to you matt about your experience as an athlete living with MS now, your pillars of health, um, and your take on on mindset and stress levels and on 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 
on recovery and disease. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So talking about the pillars of health, very similar to you, I believe that diet is such a big aspect because either we are eating an inflammatory diet that's actually um, or basically disrupting our nervous systems with that inflammation. And if we continue to disrupt our, our nervous systems, then if we're eating foods that are not supporting our body, our immune system is going to kick in and become hyperactive, which is out of regulation. So I think diet is such a big part of it, but it's not the only part. I wished it was. I agree. Then exercise, I believe, is a big. Being a past athlete, I was an All-American triathlete, and I was, I'm an Ironman finisher. I've raced over 100 triathlons. So being a past athlete, I started to take a look at, okay, would actually exercise help? And so I started to work with some individuals like David Lyons, who he, he and himself was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, but then is rising above it with the right exercise. So it's not just doing exercise that's like what I remember, which is like, just go, crush it, go make it happen, stretch your body to the limits, make all of these things. Well, that got me to win races, but it wasn't helping my body. It was always putting my body into a state of stress. So how do you find exercise that is in balance? Just exactly. like food, finding and balance. I with you yeah and it's the it's restorative exercise isn't yes. it it is absolutely you yeah. are basically benefiting your neurological system and i love the analogy used is like what we did in our past is we would exercise and we'd go get to our edge and we'd coach would yell at us come on faster or harder and we'd break through it yeah well yeah. that yeah. works when we're young but yeah. what happens is is when we come up to that edge, instead of pushing through it, which can actually be more damaging to our bodies, we want to take it and just push it a little bit. That's just right. keep rising. Yeah. It's like what I talked about earlier, that progression of 1%, allow our bodies to heal, allow our bodies to gain that strength by 1%. Yeah, that's and so true, Matt. That's so true. It's, well, that's it. But it's still not enough. Yeah. Because I've worked with so many people that says, oh, I've tried diet, I've tried exercise, I've tried all these things, but yeah. none of it works for me. Well, yeah. then all of a sudden you're showing doubt and resistance. So yeah. then it comes to mindset. But mindset at a bigger level. Mindset is just not the words you think or what you're thinking about. It's really dissecting the stress in your life. Yes. Changing yes. your energy. And if you really think about this, what I was talking about earlier with our cellular data within us, with those atoms within us, Amanda, we are all just energy. Yeah. And so if we are energy, what energy am I putting out there? Because we are creators. So if I'm putting an energy of belief out there, of possibility of, you know what? I will get through this moment. This moment's really hard right now, but I will get through it. If I'm putting that energy out there of possibility, then more possibility, like energy attracts like energy. Yeah. So I have to ask everybody, what energy are you putting out there? Are yeah. you putting and energy of possibility? It? It's a high vibration. It like is. The, when you feel courage and when you feel hope um, and you feel joy, it feels lighter. Mm -hmm. But when we feel fear or shame or guilt, 
apathy, you know, there's a lower vibration to it. And 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 I, I do think that impacts those pathways of health. 100%. Yeah. 100% it impacts all but of We're those. not taught this. There's, it's not in our education system. And GPs, are, you know, and, and some doctors are, have their absolute heads around it and they will discuss it. But it's only really starting to become mainstream conversation, the energy of it. You know, you house your energy today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Doctors yeah. now are asking you about your stress. How stressed out are you? Because stress is actually more damaging than smoking cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. And so we're taking a look at all of these pieces. Where can we actually go? We don't need to wait for a doctor to tell us this we can take that first step towards ourselves yeah. and say, okay, where is stress coming from? What are the yeah. triggers of my stress? What yeah. do I value as a person? Do yeah. I believe this is possible? Yeah. And you know what? Stress can be from current circumstances, um, things that are actually going on right now, mm -hmm. but stress can also be from you living in the past in your head mm -hmm. and bringing that into the reality that you have right now and it, there's a clash because you don't yes. know, you haven't let go of the past and the fears that are still remaining there and that that becomes how you, like lenses of how you see and interpret your environment around you and Bruce Lipton talks yes. all about that, the interpretation oh, yeah. of the environment. Right, because your perception is 100% a reality. So thinking of it this way, if all of our cells are energy, then essentially if we're feeding our cells with the energy of stress, fear, worry, doubt, shame, all of those incoherent thoughts that lead us to that fear, we actually at some point become addicted to stress. Absolutely agree. Yeah, and it feels familiar to be in that state. Oh, quick, have my coffee in the morning. Let's watch the news you know, just rush, rush, clutter, but it feels normal. And so, so many of us don't know how to operate out of that um, energy, energy. Said so well, like this is really what we do and we continue to feed stress. Mm -hmm. I love the story of the indigenous tribes here in the US. And there was a, the old, the elder in the tribe is talking to his grandson about these two wolves that live within all of us. Wolf, a wolf of fear, hate, anger, shame, depression, guilt, all of those incoherent emotions. And then there's a wolf of love, forgiveness, acceptance, mm -hmm. healing, appreciation. And he tells this story to his grandson. And the grandson at the end of the story says, Grandpa, Grandpa, which wolf wins? And he goes, well, it's the wolf you feed. Yeah. So are we in a perpetual state feeding fear and we do it because it's familiar, like you were saying? Mm. Are we just familiar with that stress? But mm. the way out of this is to become aware. Yes. Yes. And how do we become aware? So we can become aware in multiple ways with this, what you're doing, listening to this podcast right now, reading Amanda's book, stepping towards these spaces, we become aware. Oh my gosh. I didn't really even think about that. That was stress. Yeah. 
But by becoming aware of it, then with that awareness, you will no longer react to the stressful situation. You will respond to it. Yes. Observing it for what it is. And you'll choose a new reaction. I find kinesiology has been the most helpful modality that I've found as well as psychotherapy to become aware of subconsciously what's going on with yes. me yes. and the stress and what's causing stress. And as I work with my clients, it's unique for everybody. My job every time I see a new client is to identify structurally, biochemically, emotionally and, and energetically mm-hmm. what is causing stress for this for this client. And um, it's a deep dive into their past, their upbringing, their beliefs, their mum, their dad, siblings, yeah. And, you know, in areas of their life, how they're showing up, whether they're another thing that causes stress, by the way, Matt, is our ability to open our hearts again from being shut down from probably traumas and stresses from the past, opening the heart again to create that flow, well, letting joy in, allowing yourself to experience joy again, because we can get stuck into that survival stress response and addicted there, but we can also be addicted to blocking joy. And for me, my toe moved for the first time when I was paralyzed, when I all of a sudden experienced immense joy being around my friends and family, having dinner whilst I was paralyzed and I felt this electricity and, and there was this opening and then I came back to my room and why did my toe move then? Why? And I do believe it was this flow of energy that happened that then allowed me to realize that it was a very special joyful moment too because there was such despair and sadness and fear oh my gosh am I going to be paralyzed for the rest of my life can't walk wash or feed myself wow I'm 29 how am I going to live my life like this to then all of a sudden just being connected with all my friends and family and laughing like the old days and then there was just something about joy that got me out of that Yep. And that's it. So do you believe you can become addicted to love? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. I think that there's a pendulum Mm -hmm. and if we don't find our middle center and we swing too much this way, so blocking joy, for example, Mm -hmm. then the pendulum must swing in the other way for excessive joy. And I often work with clients for pathogenic Um, you know, just excessive, you know, addiction to sex or pornography, things like that. But I don't think that you can ever have too much love, though, or joy in life to also answer your question. Because love is the answer. Love essentially is who you are. Yeah. Love is, you know, if you think about it, the moment you were born, Amanda, you required Mm -hmm. one thing, and that was love. That means when you were born, you wanted to lay on your mother's chest. You wanted to feel safe. You wanted to feel warm. You weren't asking about food. You weren't asking about all this stuff. You wanted to feel love the moment of your birth because that is who you are. So then in our lives, what happens is, is as we grow up, if we are in alignment to that love, our mindset pulls us away from that love, having us feel as if we are not enough. Having us feel, oh, I'm not, I didn't do that well enough, or I made this mistake. And then we follow that, as we were talking about earlier, that's the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, five seconds ago was the past. Mm-hmm. So we no longer live in the present moment of love. 
So that gives us an opportunity. What you're talking about, what happened that day when you felt that immense amount of joy come in your body, which started healing your body, you were in the present moment. You allowed yeah. that to be. You didn't block it. You allowed it to flow through you. And then you started to take steps, very small and very deliberately, that led you to who you are today. Yeah, and I think when we relax and we become present again, the brain goes, oh, I'm safe again. I don't need to focus on survival stress response pathways of adrenaline and cortisol, right. flight. I can now focus on growth and repair pathways and maybe maybe that's why my toe moved because my body could focus on repair. And that's what my book is all about. And I've got a whole chapter on joy and love. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's so important to recognize and become more aware of how we all can block love and joy. Yes. And we want to every day, every morning, have a ritual that opens your heart, which mm -hmm. gets you out of your head, down into your intuition, connecting to your higher self, and you as a human being, and mm -hmm. maybe after everything you just, you've just said, Matt, is our journey as human beings on earth is that separation that we all experience right. and then returning back to self, which is what Ben Like Bamboo means is that return to self like a deep anchor, like a tree that's rooted in the soil mm -hmm. that then can be flexible bending with the wind. Yes, Absolutely. But yeah. what happens is our past comes in and tells us you can't do that. Yeah. That's impossible. We become, yeah. like I said, we were talking about earlier, we become addicted to the incoherent thoughts. And negativity and the fears and yes. all of that. And But we can overcome it. And we really want to as a soul journey, you know. Like we, there are yeah. things here, we're here to... Um, experience and overcome and to grow. I think I'm looking for the word grow, to grow and expand. And, mm -hmm. and you know, that comes with challenges. And the more open-hearted with love and flow of energy that we can be through those challenges, I believe is our best way of optimizing healing and repair in our bodies. Absolutely. When you, when you read the book Cured by Dr. Jeffrey Redinger, he talks about this. Everybody that's healed from cancer or disease really broke the habit of being themselves, really stepped away from their past. Yeah. And they started to find that connection that you're talking about, that togetherness within our hearts, the love that we are. And your body is just getting your attention right now yeah. to get you to wake up to these yeah. spots, wanting you to go experience, go create, go expand yeah. and be the incredible soul that you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Matt, you, you mentioned before that you've got another exciting program coming up in March. Yes. Can you tell me all about it? Well, this program is new and I'm so excited about it. It's autoimmune quantum healing. And Love really, it. when you're taking a look at our possibility, everything we desire is in the quantum field. So the quantum has been proven that the quantum field, it's actually taking Newtonian physics, the physics we grew up with, and turning it on its head. It's not negating it, but it's taking a look at energy and taking a look at possibility and taking a look at that step. 
So as we take a step into that with healing, how do we change our energy from within to align with our desire in the quantum? Yeah. It can seem very kind of gregarious. It can, can seem kind of out there, but this is new science that's actually coming out yes. now. This is yeah. why when you look at miraculous healings, they yeah. all tapped into the quantum possibility that they were. Oh, that's so fantastic. I can't wait to check this program out. It's so up my alley. I, um, you're going to help so many people with the awareness of all of this to get an understanding of how energy matters and impacts our actual atoms. It does. It, it, fix, yeah. it affects us biologically, as you know. We can change our cells within our body. We can change our DNA. And this is all getting proven now. And when we actually take a look at that, we are all just vibrational energy. Do we vibrate at the desire we want or are we vibrating at what we don't want because we're just used to it? Yeah, yeah. Well, how do people um, find this program? Is it on your website? Yes, it'll be on my website. You can go to identityofhealth.com and on there, there will be a tab that you can actually join. And the way that I'm going to have this start off with is we are going to hold a challenge, a free challenge and a free masterclass to talk about this, to get you a little bit more down this road. Mm -hmm. And as you're thinking about this, then at the end of that, you have the opportunity to become a part of the workshop. We're oh. offering just some amazing gifts through this challenge, through all of these pieces, because we know your possibility is endless. You have infinite possibilities in your life. But the problem is we just don't believe we do. So this through this challenge and through the masterclass is going to step through to your possibility, to your oneness, to all, to everything, realizing that you are healed. Yeah. Yeah. That's so wonderful, Matt, that you've put a program like that together. It's so important to share this kind of work. And I know you're going to help so many people. Oh, I hope so. I know, I know from the individuals that I've worked with so far, for the hundreds of individuals that have been, I've had the pleasure of working with and knowing, I watch them step out of wheelchairs. Yeah. I watch them walk a little bit farther. I yeah. watch them live within their possibility and they begin rising. Yeah. One small step at a time. I love it. I love it so much. I will share all everything that you've just mentioned in the show notes. And um, yeah, thank you so much for supporting my work as well, Matt, and my new book. I, I love your book. Your book is amazing. Like when you look thank at all of this stuff, I was like, oh my God, this is a like-minded spirit. This mm -hmm. is, yes, she's she's got it. She's looking at this in such a beautiful way. Thank you. The way I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm learning so right. much. I just want to share it. Oh, in this amazing, and I'm so happy that you have published, that you are a published author, and I can't wait to share your book when all of these pieces, when you are ready to share it out to the masses. Well, it's actually live now on benlikebamboo.com. Okay. You can buy it. Your book is on its way. I'm sending you one personally oh. for me. And um, I'm also going to be hosting monthly workshops, um, sharing all the lessons in the book. Um, oh. And that's also on my website, benlikebamboo.com. 
Yes. So I thought build a community where we can all learn together. Yes, definitely. Go see Amanda at Ben Like Like Bamboo. I highly, highly recommend it. And I hope you can be a part of the third annual Symptom Free MS Summit this year. I would absolutely love to, definitely. Oh, I see you as just a staple in that beautiful um, community of speakers. I'd love that. I will be there with absolute bells on. Thank you for your time today, Matt. It's so oh, great to be with you again. Always a pleasure to be with you, Amanda. Oh, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, no matter what you're going through, you can overcome it and discover what you're made of. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ben Like Bamboo podcast. I would love for you to rate and share it with your community or anyone you think that might need to hear this episode. If you would like to know more about kinesiology and how the Ben Like Bamboo program can help you, please book in for a free discovery call on my website, benlikebamboo.com under bookings. You can see me one-on-one -on -one in Melbourne or on Zoom remotely. My book, Ben Like Bamboo, is also available on the website and in bookstores online. I'm also taking on new clients into the 2024 Ben Like Bamboo six-month program of six monthly sessions, taking you through all the lessons, tools, and strategies that I detail in the book. So together, let's de-stress and reset and reimagine what can be possible in our minds, bodies, and lives. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, and I will see you at the next session.